Manimal here. It's Thursday, July 27th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to talk about trade deadline trades that are happening. We've got some MLB news, some Rangers news, box scores from the last couple of nights with Houston, and uh, we're going to talk about that 8-4 and four stretch the Rangers just put together. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Thomas and JC, you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kevin, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And you can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And don't forget to follow us on social media, TX Rangers, WTB. And check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Hey, and joining me, the man with the beard that never ends, the man who will be delivering a splash pile to splash pile to Avon Axel uh, this Friday uh, evening out at the Southside Preservation Hall. The three hundred pound animal, aka bull. Are you are you chasing chickens and you know running well, upstairs and getting ready for this match? And uh, well, you know that so, that's tomorrow. Uh, you know, okay. the Friday, July twenty eighth is oh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's actually yeah, so. Jeez, oh, so I'm I'm well past chasing chickens, okay, and um, all the uh, animalistic things that I do for for training. Okay, um, it's it's just pretty much, you know, now I'm just eating chickens mm. at, at a high volume, uh, mm. mostly the wings, but yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, but I'm doing great. Uh, last night was a, a fun night at the ball yard for the Rangers. It was a fun night for the, uh, basically the, uh, Houston, Texas series with, uh, mm. everybody kind of in each other's face. And mm. it made me think, of, it made me think of 2015, whenever AJ Hinch and Jeff Bannister were at like home plate and Bannister got him by the shirt collar. And if there was a wall somewhere, he'd have him, you know, up, up against the wall, you know, but. Uh, that's what it kind of felt like. Um, I did see Bochi out in the middle of that, but I did not yeah. see Dusty Baker. So mm. um, I might not have been looking hard enough. Might not have been looking hard enough. But uh, um, yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, but it was it was a fun night. Uh, it made made this uh, series feel acceptable. And mm. uh, before we start the show, it's my obligation to tell people that they can mm. find me on Twitter. At Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal three hundred, and Facebook and TikTok Manimal, or I'm in Bull Pro, and uh, whatever whatever your favorite platform of the socials are, I got them. Let's talk Ranger awesome. baseball though only. Like don't yes. no no like don't like hit me up like asking me when the next time I'm going to like Vegas or something is. You know I don't I don't need that. Uh... Ask him about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I guarantee you'll get a conversation out of him. So, oh. <laughs> so let's hop into around the league. Uh, definitely busy coming up to this trade deadline. Rangers yeah, last night started it. Yeah, yeah. So let's go right off the bat with the Angels. Um, Luke, Lucas, Gioloto. Giolito. Giolito. Lucas Giolito. Yeah, and some other guy. Uh, go to the Angels, and the Angels give up a couple of other guys. But uh, obviously, Giolito is the big, the big piece in that. I, I don't have all the details, but I'll turn oh, it over okay, to you. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, it, 
yes, Lucas Giolito for sure is the big piece. Um, Reynaldo Lopez is the other piece, the relief piece that the Angels are taking on. Um, they're going to send over their top prospect, catching prospect Edgar Cuero, and mm. a left-handed pitching prospect Kyle Bush, um, mm. and in exchange. Um, but Ronaldo Lopez, Lucas Giolito, both pieces that the Rangers probably had on their uh, probably had on their radar. Uh, starting pitching rental. Um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if Ronaldo Lopez is a uh, is a rental or not. Um, but based on Edgar Cuero going over to the um, White Sox, it makes me think that that he probably Ronaldo Lopez is probably not a. Hmm. Uh, uh, rental, but anyways, uh, I think that's a good trade for the Angels. It makes them a little bit more dangerous. Uh, I, I think Giolito's been down for a couple of years, um, but you know, I mean, uh, get him a change of scenery, get him out of the South Side. And the, the the South Siders haven't been playing very well the last couple mm-hmm. of years while he's been there. So, you know, anything is possible. I mean. Just because he's down right now a little bit doesn't mean that he can't, you know, he can't go across the way and and put together some some something nice, maybe some like Rick Sudcliffe type second half for the the Angels, you know. But I'm I'm not pulling for it. I, I I'd prefer the Angels to keep losing. Yeah, and it'd be one thing if the Angels were like that team, you know, like maybe like the Patriots in football were like they get a player and all of a sudden they, they revamp their career overnight. That's not the angels. It's that. No, normally it's angels. like some guy that's really, really good goes to the angels <laughs> and like turns into the biggest pile of crap you ever seen in your life. Yeah. That's, exactly. um, Rendon, exactly. Rendon, Josh Hamilton, CJ, yeah. CJ, Albert pool. Yeah. I mean, like Albert pools came back to St. Louis last year for one half or for one season and put together better numbers than he did almost the whole time he and yeah. so yeah you know and it's just Ronaldo, a weird... no yeah, it's a ahead. weird thing go, no i was just gonna say ronaldo lopez looks like he signed through 2023 um oh, so i, I don't know this year too yeah i i but that's what it says here it could be one of those it doesn't say anything up for arbitration he's got five years service time exceeded his mm. rookie limits in 2017 so it looks like he's probably gonna be yeah he's a rental as well yeah, and he went into the bullpen uh, in 2020. Or I'm sorry, in 2021, and that was actually kind of the beginning of uh, him really being a successful pitcher. So he's yeah, only he's, got a couple of years under his belt. He's he's a good. I mean, he's a good relief pitcher, and he was definitely on my radar. I just wasn't 100 percent sure of whether he had years behind it or not. Yeah, and it looks like you know control was his big issue as a starter. His first couple of years as a reliever, he was under under one with his whip, but now he's back up to that one point three. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know. Which if that, depending if on the... yeah, no, depending on things. I mean, a whip when with the a relief pitcher that has a whip that's a little bit higher, you know that could be no big deal. You know, like I mean, you could put a couple of guys out there and work around it, no problem. Uh, you know, that happens quite a bit. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. and 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 guys that do have a little bit of a control problem when they do start walking a couple of guys, it, it doesn't end up being something they can either get a ground ball right behind it or work around it. Yeah, and staying on the Angels news, um, 
apparently Otani is off the trade block, which not I'm, I'm not really surprised by that. I, I yeah, it was a far it was really far fetched to me. To, I think it was just clickbait type stuff, uh, stuff to get us talking. Well, I they were. I couldn't have seen them really getting the trade for him. There was a time where maybe the Angels were starting to fall a little bit, and that you could see maybe it happen because it's. I mean, the you you know what happens. I mean, the Angels they stick to this thing here, and mm-hmm. they don't get a playoff appearance out of this. And Otani signs somewhere else next year. I mean, they're going to get a supplemental. 33rd or 34th, 35th pick, something like that. It's not going to be, you know, and and then to have that be all the return you get for Otani and don't have anything to show for it, man, that's going to be tough. Um, I also saw that uh, Dylan Cease, uh, uh, the uh, White Sox, who we were also Mm -hmm. just talking about here, um, they're saying no uh, on Dylan Cease, so he is probably not going to be traded. The the Southsiders believe that they are closer than uh, than a rebuild for sure. Hmm. And you know hmm. they do have some pieces. They've got the Moncada and and Robert and some guys mm-hmm. out there. So they've got pieces. So I I can understand that being the case uh, because probably Lynn and now Giolito and you know maybe Kepich, but you know, Kepich doesn't remind me of a type of guy that's going to pitch in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, he's probably there probably isn't as much interest for him from these playoff teams. Yeah, yeah. And then jumping into Cody Bellinger, another guy that's kind of uh, – his stock is kind of rising because of his uh, red-hot uh, start to 2023. I mean, really his numbers right now are, at least as far as contact goes – uh, probably the best of his career, maybe not as far as the power numbers, uh, but contact-wise, he he's he's definitely better right now than he has been. Well, this is uh, this is definitely ever? not the the be- <laughs> yeah. This is definitely not the Bellinger Bellinger of the last couple of years. Uh, no. So he he picked the right time for the Cubs, in my opinion, to get ex- you know to get hot. But I just I just saw somewhere where the Cubs are. Like they're 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 thinking they're right here in the middle of this playoff picture as well. So mm-hmm. we'll just have to keep watching and see and see how that ends up. But man, I mean, it's going to get exciting. And with these added playoff spots in the or you know this extra added playoff spot, you know, there's teams that they're, they're thinking they're in it all the way down to the end now. And, and yeah, well, not, and, not, and Bellinger Bellinger doesn't make sense to me. Like you brought him in. He's turned his career around. He's 27 years old. He's a former MVP. Like, why is that the guy you want to get rid of? Like, well, you got to keep why. a few pieces, you know? Because like, you're going to get some pieces back. And there's not one thing that says the Cubs can't go out and give Bellinger money in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, and why wouldn't you get – yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the things that whenever – whenever uh Aroldis Chapman, remember uh, what was that? Sixteen, he was traded to the Cubs. The Yankees mm-hmm. get uh, um, Gliber Torres, and then in the offseason, Ch- uh, Chapman signs right back with the Yankees, and they get Gliber Torres and Chapman on the back end of it. So there's nothing that says the the uh, the Cubs yeah. can't get him a nice piece from, say, like the Rangers or or the. Uh, Astros or somebody that feels like they're really in it 
And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then in the, in the off season, hit him with that. Give him four years or something. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the old Ricky Anderson when he went to Toronto and then from Oakland. Right back. And then right back to the A's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was just there. And I think he won a world series. Yeah. There, won a right? championship. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for Ricky, you know, that's just a good day for Ricky. You can ask Ricky. He'll tell you Ricky had a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kind of staying in around the league, got a couple more things. Um, Noah Syndergaard going to Cleveland and the Dodgers acquire Kiki Hernandez from and Boston. Ahmed, well, no, they, uh, they required Ahmed Rosario for Syndergaard. Okay. Sorry. I, my notes are bad on here because, well, it is what it is. I mean, you know, okay. I'm trying to make it as short as possible with getting all the news but anyway, Your shorthand Ahmed, is hard to read, about it, brother. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm in. I you know, spend some time on Twitter, and then you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm trying. But anyway, to. Uh, I'm in Rosario over. I don't know X. X. X right? Yeah. I don't X know. I have no clue. Okay. okay. I'm not. I'm not really cool enough to know. Uh, <laughs> but Rosario goes to the Dodgers. Syndergaard goes to Cleveland. From all indications, Cleveland is planning on keeping Syndergaard. They're not planning on releasing him on the back end of this. So, uh, And then the Dodgers acquire Kike Hernandez back from Boston. Um, honestly, uh, Ahmed Rosario and Kike Hernandez are not very good defenders, but they do hit a little bit. So mm-hmm. Dodgers are probably looking for something. I mean, they have been using like Yanni Hernandez and and some of those pieces that weren't even good enough to keep on the Rangers mm-hmm. uh, lineup, you know, a couple of years ago when they were bad. So, you know, yeah. so Dodgers are just they're trying to let the, you know, let it begin. Yeah, 93 was the year that Ricky Henderson – was a trade deadline pickup for Toronto, went and won the world no. championship with them and scored thirty seven runs in forty four games. That's that's what it, that's what Ricky do. What was that? Uh, that was like the off the outfield was 20, R- Ricky 22, Henderson. Twenty two stolen bases in that forty four games, by the way. Carrie, yeah. what were you gonna say? No the outfield there was like Ricky Henderson, Dev Devon White, Devon White and Joe Carter, Joe Carter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like it was mm-hmm. outrageously good. Like Cannons yeah. everywhere and yep. range and everywhere. White, man, he was the perennial Gold Glover pretty much for about probably five or so years. Uh, for a while, yeah. Field. Yeah, he was he was a heck of a ball player. Yeah, seven times, seven teams. time Gold Glove, seven time yeah. Gold Glove, man. Jeez. Nice, yeah. Well, uh, you know the the Toronto Blue Jays had a couple of good years, and then they had a couple more good years, but they didn't get anything out of it. In the, the Inter- interesting. There. Interesting fact about Devon White, because I was a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan, and he was always the guy that kept Jr. from winning the gold glove in center field. Well, and then it was Edmonds, right? Like, yeah. Yep. And it was like afterwards, it was like it was like Devon White, and then Jim Edmonds kind of took that crown right afterwards. <laughs> and right after he yep. made that one catch over his shoulder where he went like yeah. 40 yards and... <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we're we can't we can't just we can't spend the whole time. We've got to talk about Rangers Astros. So, yeah, if well, we if we talk that, about ninety three Blue Jays all day, we won't have any time. You want to pay a couple of bills about the the weekend before we go into yeah, the Rangers news? Yeah, t- tomorrow night, tomorrow night, yeah, Southside Preservation. But but I, after I tell you about tomorrow night, I got some bigger news. 
Woo, come on. I got some Bring big it. news. So tomorrow night, Southside Preservation Hall, everybody knows Damo McCullough defending the, the Trinity River Heritage title for the first time against Angel Camacho. We all know that. We all know that out back, we've got the battle of the hot dog versus the hamburger. Kelly's Onion Burgers versus Big Dog's Hot Dogs. Inside, we're going to have Starry's Ice Cream. She's whipping up all the fantastic flavors. And you know that she's going to have pints for everybody. So get you one before they're all sold out. And if you're 21 years old, Martin House Beer, they'll have the Martin House Brewing. They'll have all the beer that you can drink, drink responsibly. And we're going to have a big time show. And this is all going down tomorrow night, Southside Preservation Hall. I'm getting excited. The ring goes over tonight. We're going to have a put that, put that thing together. So I don't have to wake up early tomorrow morning and, uh, you know what? We're all excited. We're all ready at tomorrow night Southside Preservation Hall. The time to be there is 7 p.m. Mm. Now, okay. here's Tell the me. big news. Tell me. October 6th, mm. Matt War Pro, in conjunction with Texas Roughhouse Wrestling and Def Ref Entertainment, are mm. returning to the Ridgely Theater. Oh, first time since 2010. I think I that, wrestled that. that I, you probably did wrestle on that show. I know I did. Yeah. I know I did. And, uh, you know, we're looking. Oh, sorry about that. Looking forward to nope. being back at the Ridgely Theater on October 6th for the one-year anniversary Matt War Pro Show. Man, super exciting going back to the roots. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I did wrestle the, the last time they were at the Ridgely Theater. But let's jump into the Texas Rangers news. Uh, there is some news to talk about aside from just them retaining their ALS lead uh, over the Astros by two games. This could have been the day. Yesterday could have been the day. Yeah, it could have been that day where the Rangers, because they they would have fallen, but they're they're behind in the the uh, the uh, win column in this series. Uh, what six to four now with that win? But it was six to three. Would have been seven to three. The Rangers would have been technically in second place tonight had they had they lost. But but we got we got a game to talk about before we get to that. Right? We got to talk about yep, yep, yep. Uh, Wednesday yep. night or Tuesday night's game. Uh, which, man, I mean, the Rangers didn't have a lot going on uh, mm -hmm. uh, J.P. France. He pitched a really nice ball game. Uh, they did have, they did have uh, um, a situation, uh, a, a moment where uh, that poor Josh Young kid. I mean, no one. I have never seen anyone get rang up on so many off the strike zone calls for strike three in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it seems like once a game, there is a pitch that he, I mean, to, it happened again last night too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like once a game, Josh Young gets rung up on a pitch. That's not in the strike zone. Yeah, rookie, and, rookie, and, rookie treatment, brother. Rookie. Yeah. Treatment. And I mean, imagine whenever he starts getting some respect in the league. Yeah. But, yeah, but well, that, he's got I mean, our that, respect. that kind of took the Rangers out of a, um, out of a rally there. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't exactly. Um, who, who was it back there behind the plate? Uh, 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 Cuzzy, Phil Cuzzy, 
But mm, uh, you yeah. know, he didn't he didn't have an awful night behind the plate, but man, he was way off on that pitch. Like mm. I didn't think he was terrible the whole night, but he was awful on that pitch. The, the Rangers had some things going here and there. Um, but the, or, I mean, I'm sorry, they had a base runner here and there almost every inning besides the first inning. But they just couldn't really get anything going against JP France. Uh, they did have a one unearned run on a botched uh, um, routine grounder out to Pena shortstop. Uh, yeah, and and you know I thought uh, Cody Bradford was pretty good. Uh, in yeah, his five I did innings too. Of work, yeah, I didn't I think he so. was awful. Uh, he he can't give up a home run to Maldonado though. That uh, that's a killer. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a solo job, but I mean, you, you can't let that yeah, happen. But that, uh, yeah, that's the run, though. That's the run. I mean, really, that's the winning run. Yeah, I mean, that's the winning run, and that's the one that you really can't have happen. Um, yeah. Rodriguez, I didn't, I didn't. If Tucker beats maybe, you, dude, like if Tucker beats you, that's uh, come on, dude. Like, give me Tucker on happens. my team any yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. I, I take him almost over anybody in the league, but. Exactly, but, yeah, but I would, Come on, I would run Huff out there before I would run Maldonado out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought Yuri, uh, I, I thought once they got one inning out of him, that that was what they were looking for. But I guess mm-hmm. when they go into that second inning, um, he had just a brief moment where he kind of lost his stuff and, and it cost him a couple of runs. Uh, and, and then Spencer Howard was really good in his return from AAA, mm. which is nice to see because I think he's only going to be here for a couple of days because um, the Rangers uh, spores is out on a, a, a rehab as we speak. And he's mm-hmm. eligible to come off of the DL or the IL uh, tomorrow uh, before the okay. game. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Howard uh, option back down. But at the same time, uh, he was he was optioned up for Spees, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Spees. Basically, from what I hear, uh, Bochi basically was like, "Hey, go back down there and start throwing this fastball for a strike. We need we need this fastball in the strike zone. We needed to get over for strikes, and that was kind of like what he was set back with. You know, like his like here's what you need to work on, kid." you know, make sure that this is right so we can bring you back up here because we like you and we want to have that in those strikes. We, we need that in the strike zone so we can have you back up here. Yeah, I I think that's exciting that, that Boshi actually took the time because if you're not, if you're not somebody that's really um, going to be part of the team, the head coach ain't coming up to you and giving you no pep talk. No, Especially Boshi. Sending, Boshi yeah. doesn't know anybody. He doesn't know anybody anything. No, and I think uh, he wants to see. I mean, he knows that it's special. He knows that a guy that's got 101 is special. He knows that he can get outs with both that slider and that cutter. So, uh, yeah, I think they're excited about it. I think they just want to see him become, you know, a more complete a more complete uh, pitcher with that fastball, with that forcing fastball. And when he comes back, you know, they want to see him dominate with that fastball and not be afraid because at the end of the day, it's still – 101, 102 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, now, before we get into um, a little more, uh, now, do we want to talk about the the home, the play at home with Marcus Simeon? Well, you know, I mean, I've seen pictures that it looks like he was out. Yeah. You know, I mean, it looked like in real time that it looked like he was safe. Um, and again, I don't know when they consider 
what when when they consider Maldonado actually having the baseball when when it's in the control of his because I feel like until he has the second or the hand over the top of it is it in control I don't know where the I don't know what that call would like I don't know if it's like first base is the moment that it's in the the uh the call the glove or the 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 you know uh pocket of the glove that it's right there or if he has to have control I'm not 100% sure so like the the picture that they keep putting out I mean like that doesn't really that doesn't really have you know like the same it doesn't I don't know it doesn't tell like the story of where where the control is and mm-hmm. so I mean it looked like he was out by those pictures but I mean, again, like I can only say that that's what they're showing. I can't say that that's exactly real time or anything like that. If that right, makes sense, right? Um, yeah, and it was I, just a—it was definitely a shot, a shot, and you know, like I don't know, it, it felt like the Rangers were building some momentum, and then to see that, uh, it well, was just kind of like, dang, you know. And the frustrating—I mean, but here's real, like I mean. Uh, Nice relay from Jokes and Pena to get that and make that even really that close because I didn't think it was going to be that close at the plate, and I, I still didn't, didn't think it was, and I still didn't think it was that close watching it in live time. But uh, then, as you looked at it and replay, and you started to see where Maldonado was able to keep that ball, you know, where he was able to catch that ball and how it kind of just w- went right into his glove. I think the more and more I look at it, I think the more and more that he was out. I just didn't know that there was going to be conclusive enough evidence in New York so, but I mean there was and he was out and you know the the thing about that is I think if he doesn't take off right there there's second third nobody out yeah I think that's actually the the big point there is that you know it, it, was that a risk that you needed to take you know I, I just I'm not sure because you, you weren't you weren't getting the win that wasn't I don't think you were gonna I don't think they would have taken that. Was that a tie? Was that for the, that wasn't for the lead, was it? Uh, no, but or that did, would have cut it. I think at that time, the three to two. Right. And, and, and like I said, it wasn't going to put you ahead or tie the game. So, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, I'm always a fan of being aggressive, but I think, I think, you know, I'm spinning my own narrative of, uh, you know, Tony Beasley has made some questionable calls. Well, and I don't know that if Tony Beasley had the stop sign up right there, that Simeon would have cared anyways. That's a good point. So, you know, I mean, you're you're never going to fault a guy like Simeon for being aggressive. And, and I think, I mean, you know, we, we saw more of that last night. Well, before we talk about that, uh, let me just, I do want to say real quick before we get to the, that um, Mitch Garver hit a ball. I mean, he just scorched that ball off of Aaron Presley. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, not a lot of people do that. And Tavares got robbed at the fence. Man. You know, with I mean, so I love that Tavares, he might be going down a little bit in his batting average, but he's still stroking it all over the field, and he's still hitting the ball with good contact almost every time out. Yeah, it, it got – it kind of you know, it was interesting there at the end. You know, they kept and it you, interesting. That, and that you know was the part great. that made it fun. And you know what's great about Tavares was, I mean, he was the Rangers' number one prospect for year, uh, you know, three, two or three years. And then that'll lead you right into what you're doing. Well, speaking of Rangers prospects, uh, you know, Tavares, yes, was the top prospect for the Rangers for years. But we do a, a 
exclusive content. If if you like what we're doing here with the Rangers down on the farm with the, or the Texas Rangers with the boys, you should ex- you should subscribe to our exclusive content, which is called Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things in the Rangers farm system: news, box scores, call ups and downs, rumors, highlights, yada yada. You name it, we're covering it for just a dollar ninety nine a month. You can make our podcast your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. So go over to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, and subscribe today. So let's talk about the final box score. You know what I would like is like one of these box scores to open up without me saying, man, it sure would nice to be nice to not have a first running first inning or second inning, two or three run inning from the Astros or Dodgers for that matter. Um, But after the Heaney three-run home run right there in the in the, the start of the game, <laughs> man, he settled in pretty nicely, and I thought he was pretty good. I mean, yeah, you'd like to have seen him maybe go a little bit longer, but, I mean, you, you don't want to see him getting three times into that lineup too deep, and and uh, I thought he, he maintained pretty well, and once the thing got out of hand in the top half of the fifth, um, all he had to do was get through that fifth to get him get him a win, and and uh, the bullpen, they were able to they were able to hold on to things. White did give up a two run homer in the ninth inning, but mm-hmm. probably in normal circumstances, old Yanier Diaz isn't swinging at the ball three feet inside, and uh, <laughs> and and Owen White probably isn't hanging something like that um, in a, in normal circumstances. So so, anyways, they did give up a couple late uh, to end up being five for Houston, but um, no big deal when you got 13 on the board. And man, I thought it all started kind of with Simeon last night. He was, he was just money from the, from the get go uh, single delete off the game. And, and it didn't, uh, it didn't turn into anything, but it was kind of like that set the tone. And, and he's been, you know, just like last time when Seager went down, I mean, Simeon's right there picking up again, and he yeah. had a couple of RBIs. He scored three runs, um, even you know. I mean, three for three before he before he was ejected last night. I didn't think anybody should have been ejected from that game. I don't think Maldonado or Simeon, but they had already warned both teams, and uh, they'd already let two bombs at, at players' heads go. So uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, I thought the more, you know, like Lowe had a big day. Uh, Garcia had the grand slam. Uh, Young, couple of hits. Uh, Huff kind yeah. of got forced into <laughs> duty with Heim going down for a minute, and he got himself a bomb. And I think he really needed that because he'd been really hitting the ball well at AAA. And if mm-hmm. Heim's going to maybe take a couple of days off through this next weekend, they may need a little bit of Huff, and you'd like to see him continue hitting. Uh, Garver and Grossman and Tavares down there at the bottom of the lineup, they had big days as well. And, yeah, uh, you know, pretty much everybody that they went to um, had themselves a day in the Rangers, you know, 17 hits, 13 runs. You don't lose a lot of games when you, when you put up those kind of numbers. And, you know, the Rangers have been the number one offense all this year. And, and uh, you know, at any given night, they're definitely uh, capable of putting this up and they can put this up without Seager. They can put this up without, uh, Jankowski, they can put this up. You know, it doesn't matter who the lineup is. It doesn't matter who's in that lineup. Those 13 runs can happen at any time. And and last night was a case of that. And 
they they got him one against the Astros. Uh, keep him two games in front. So you know, a uh, nice eight and four start out of this All Star break. The only the only downer to them coming out of this at eight and four is that the Astros have come out of this thing at eight and four as well. Yeah, um, just my kind of my two cents on the game. First of all, the the just kind of using Huff right off the bat. I mean, that thing was an absolute missile. 110 exit velocity, pretty much 111, 443 yes. feet, 24 on the launch angle. So it was yeah, literally so it was a line a, drive, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, he, he bombed that ball and and yeah, uh, yeah he smashed that Halliburton and, sign and uh, you know, old Dick Cheney's like, hey, wait, 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 wait. I paid good well, money for that sign. You know how it is. The wrestling boys would have been proud of him because they wanted to smash a bunch of Halliburtons back in the day with somebody's <laughs> Belt that they were trying to hold up and hold them up with in it, something like oh, that. The but old, the old Halliburton, the old, the old Halliburton, everybody had a mm. Halliburton, right? That was a stance, like that was a, a you were the more popular were you were, you had a Halliburton, you know. Well, uh, but and then a couple of other, a couple of other guys that that stood out to me, um, that you know, obviously we kind of gave Tavares his due, but you know, Robbie Grossman, I if I, I, I mean, he has had a handful of games this year where, you know, he has ignited this offense. Um, he's just kind of been the, the, the guy to just the right guy at the right time. And I think last night it was kind of the same case with him with the double, the triple, he was booking it on that triple, man. I, I was like, he's going to get a triple. No problem. He like he knew he flying. had it up there, right? Like he hit the, like he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I got, I got that little nook right there that like where it, where the angles go back and meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then um, and then talking about uh, the other point, you know, Marcus Simeon, it was really cool seeing him, um, you know, get fired up and just kind of have that kind of that that little extra bit of emotion. Almost that, felt like he might have got in Valdez's head a little bit last night. It well, that almost was gonna be felt next... that way because, I mean, like Valdez was kind of cruising. Yeah, yeah. that was going to be my next point. Um, going back to the, the start that Valdez had against the Rangers in April, and he was cruising in that game. And then just you could just tell, like, they were getting to him. And, and you know, the ump wasn't calling. Uh, I remember the game. The ump wasn't calling the pitches he wanted. He started getting – you could start to see him sweating, uh, started to lose a bit of control. You saw uh, that think, the same thing in that fifth inning today, or mm-hmm. maybe it was the fourth inning. I don't think he even got to the fifth inning. I want to no, say it was the, it was fourth, the fourth inning fourth. today. Yeah, that he kind of – and then that uh, – uh, the little situation that we probably need to touch on before we get out of here today is the, I don't think Andrew Heaney for one second after he just gives up a three-run jack is – in an 0-2 count with Jordan Alvarez, there's not one chance in hell he's trying to hit Jordan Alvarez right mm-hmm. there. No, um, I don't, I don't, Fred, I don't Fred, think so at all. Valdez, a man who had had pinpoint control up until that point, uh, loses a 0-0 count into Marcus Simeon. That was on purpose. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I can see why Simeon was upset. I also thought Valdez threw it Nate Lowe on his way out the door, and mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of chicken shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Petty. But yeah, but they got it back. Heaney got one too there, uh, so it kind of, <laughs> it kind of like evened itself out. I don't think that Maldonado and Simeon should have been thrown out. 
Um, but it, that is what it is. Um, I, I know none of them wanted any part of Garcia. No. Well, and, and I'm going to say this too, like it, we've watched the rain and, and maybe I, I don't think the Astros probably watched all the tape of the Rangers and watched all the games like we have. They probably know their opponent well, but the Rangers just, that's not who they really are as a team. You know, it's just not like Heaney either, you know, like it's just not something they've, they've not no, shown any real was... tendency. And there are teams that do that kind of stuff and, and they kind of are known for it. The Rangers just, haven't been the team to do that. No, no. Um, and and it I just don't didn't, think it didn't make sense at all. I thought it was think that it was intentional. Yeah. I thought that was very, I didn't think that was, uh, I didn't think that was anybody would have thought that intent in an O2 count. I didn't mm-hmm. think, I mean, like this dude's struggling. He ain't out there trying to hit Jordan Alvarez no. when he's, when he's way ahead in the count like that, he was trying to come inside and it got away from him. And Framber Valdez, he was trying to hit Simeon, and Simeon didn't mm-hmm. like it very much, and he let him know about it all the way around the bases a couple of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, it was uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it when he was uh, coming home off that homer. That was when it was good. But uh, hey, I, I got nothing left. Uh, you know, I'm no, just happy fun, to see them get in fun the, tonight. Get in the head of it. Yeah, and 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 they're coming into a part of their schedule. That's uh, lightening up a little bit, heading to San Diego, and then uh, um, Houston's starting a little bit of a tough stretch. But like we've talked about before, they might be catching some of these teams at the right time. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, um, I know before I sign out of here, I know I brought up Sam Huff's home run, but uh, let's not uh, not to be outdone. The Dallas Garcia's home run was also 110, 448 yeah, feet. Yeah, so both up in the, basically the he same went home up, run. He went up there in that Pujols territory in the 05 <laughs> ALC or NLCS, right? Yeah, he went. He went past the Halliburton. So, mm. um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and yep. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump out of here. Thanks everybody for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to follow us on our. Uh, um, don't forget to socials. check out our website. Yep. Don't. Yeah, that's our socials. Don't forget to check out our website. Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Oh, Lord. Uh, yep, yep. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. Where we cover all things minor league with the Texas Rangers. So we will be back tomorrow to preview the big weekend series uh, with San Diego. But for now, we are signing out. See you tomorrow. <laughs>